The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the technology and process behind improving your company's digital experiences. Joining us is Lynn Capozzi, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Acquia, which is a company that empowers the world's most ambitious brands to create digital customer experiences that matter. With open source Drupal at its core, the Acquia Digital Experience Platform enables marketers, developers, and IT operations teams at thousands of global organizations to rapidly compose and deploy digital products and services that engage customers, enhance conversations, and help businesses stand out. And today, Lynn and I are going to talk about creating digital experiences for the post-pandemic consumer. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Lynn Capozzi, the Chief Marketing Officer at Acquia. Lynn, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about the post-pandemic marketing world. You work with a lot of different companies that are doing unique and innovative things, specifically centered around creating digital experiences. Let's start off, what do you consider to be a digital experience and how has that changed in the post-pandemic world? Well, I think a great digital experience is one that kind of engages the consumer and has the consumer engage with the brand. So, you know, a digital experience is everything from kind of what does the interaction look like online between a consumer and the brand? And I think there are lots of things going on right now, especially kind of post-pandemic around building a great customer experience. The bar, I think, has been raised for all of us in terms of what that interaction looks like. We're all addicted to Netflix and we're all used to that kind of interaction. So I think a couple of things have changed in the world of digital experiences. And we know that a couple of things have to occur in order for a brand to have a great experience with their customers. So let me give you a couple of examples of what I think has changed in the past. Fire away. First of all, I think what's been very clear as the world has switched to digital, it's very clear that brands have to have cross-channel. So there needs to be a nice connection between an in-person experience. Maybe it's a storefront, maybe it's retail and you're going to a Lululemon store, one of my faves. So I think there needs to be great interaction between and consistency between what an in-person experience is like and what an online experience is like. And the best way to make those connections, I think, and the brands that are really doing a great job are the ones that are adding value to their digital experience. The ones that are inviting people to come back and visit, they're giving them some value. If you're Lululemon, maybe you're providing an online yoga class 
or you're providing some additional value add online. So that's first and foremost. Are you providing enough value online for your customers? Are you providing enough value online for your customers? Go on. And I think the second is making sure that, you know, as marketers and as brand ambassadors, if you will, are you using the right technology? So as a marketer, are you using the right technology to help that customer experience be even greater? And there's lots of different tech tools to help with that. Obviously, we provide some of those, but that's kind of the second thing to think about is, do you have the right technology to help you to build that great customer experience? And the third is really kind of, as I talked about, like having a great cross-channel experience. So somehow merging together that in-person and the online experience. So again, so that there's consistency, so that there's value, and so that someone feels like they're still engaging with the same brand, whether that be digitally or in-person. It's interesting. You've mentioned a couple of times the, the notion of cross-channel experience. When I think of brands that are doing a great job with their digital experiences, it is not just simply they have a website that is easy to navigate. It starts before that. It is everything from your advertising, maybe you're pushing content out through social media channels, all of the sort of marketing, advertising, anything that your brand shows as a representation of itself that leads to then that web experience. And often it moves through the website into things like text messaging and other mediums where brands are able to communicate with their customers. When you think about how that has changed, you mentioned, well, offline and online, you want those experiences to match up. What specifically did the pandemic do to the user behavior? We're obviously focused more on digital experiences now than ever. You know, how have those experiences matured over the last year and a half, two years? Well, I think it's changed in several ways. One is that people are expecting more, like your expectations are much higher than they've ever been, right? So if you're interacting with a brand online, you expect that brand to know something about you. So don't feed me a message that doesn't apply to me, especially if I've dealt with that brand before. So one is consumer expectation that we know a lot more about you. Second is giving the consumer and giving that person a chance to kind of make the decision themselves. So sign up to get more data or sign up to get better offers or that choice belongs in the hand of the consumer now. So that I think has changed a lot over the past year and a half, especially with the whole cookies and first and third party data. So I think there's a lot of brands that are now looking at how do I make that interaction even better? And again, I think the power is in the hands of the consumer that way. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. 
A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So the consumer's expectation is that you're able to recognize who they are and provide a valuable, relevant experience that's specifically tailored to them. You mentioned that the third-party cookie data going away, you know, as we have less access to data, what are some of the ways that brands are still creating those great experiences without being able to rely on other data sources outside of their first-party data? This is where the value comes into play. Because the brands that are think are doing it well are the ones that are able to capture customer information, consumer information, because they're adding some value. They're providing some value in return. In my example of Lululemon, could be an online yoga class. If you are King Arthur baking, what's a great way to involve your consumers? Well, you provide recipes. This is what they do online. They provide recipes. They even provide a hotline for baking. So if you have a baking crisis, you can contact them immediately and get support and get help. Wait, but we got to ask, a baking crisis, is this like I lit the kitchen on fire? I, I don't do enough baking to know what that might be. It could be. It could be maybe you're making. So they had 5 million people who went to kingarthurbaking.com to download the sourdough bread recipe. 5 million people. So apparently while everyone was home, a lot of people were baking. And so making sourdough is not always the easiest thing. So that could be a baking crisis if you don't know exactly like how to do it or you're running into trouble. But those are like examples, I think, of really great value add. And this is where these brands are talking more to their consumers. They're capturing their data. They're providing them the data that they need. So if you're a baker, let's stick with the baking example. If you're a baker and you know you're downloading recipes for sourdough bread or for muffins, you may not be a baker of cakes, right? So maybe don't feed them cake recipes, but only feed them recipes that are relevant to what they're doing right now. Maybe there's some overlap over time. I don't know. I'm not a baker. Can't tell. In the words of Entenmann's, let them eat cake. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's a great way of being able to capture more data about your customers, but allowing them to participate in that, because if you're getting more value add, then you're more apt to provide more information, right? Who's capturing more information now than anyone? Facebook. That's probably true, but I'm going to talk about another brand. <laughs> Maybe I should say one of the top brands, Peloton. Because you're providing so much information to Peloton when you're participating in the community. Never personally, never before have I ever used a product where I've put in my age and my weight. I had no trouble in the very beginning using my Peloton. I put that information in right away. So that is first party data. And that is like, because I want my experience to be better. I want my interaction to be better. I want them to know something about me. So I'm competing in the right group or I'm getting the right information. So it's an example of a brand, I think, that's really doing a tremendous job gathering that first-party data. It's interesting to think about the need for more personalization, better digital experiences. Obviously, the world has gone more digital over the last year and a half than ever before. The COVID crisis, the pandemic has sort of expedited the use of technology for industries that we didn't necessarily think would be technology-driven what are some of the companies or what are some of the industries that you've seen that have gone from being not necessarily digitally native or digital centric to having wonderful customer experiences? I'd say a big industry on in that is the retail industry. 
So we've seen so many different types of retailers who clearly have had to go online, but had to match up, as I said, their kind of in-store experience with their retail experience. And it's a lot of those retailers who are looking for what's the best customer interaction I can take? How do I provide the most value? And also, how do I capture my customer data in order to help me make better marketing decisions? One of the things that we're seeing is people that are really adopting a customer data platform or a CDP. And retail is huge around this because they've been a very large industry in terms of adopting customer data platforms. I'll give you a couple of examples. I talked about I talked about Lulu, Lululemon, but another is the luxury retailer MCM. So MCM was able to install a customer data platform from Acquia. It gives them what I call kind of the famous single source of truth. So you don't have customer data in all different types of silos, but you have one single source of truth about your customers or prospects. And then you know, by having that single source of truth, you can do the best actions to those particular customers. So it gives you one, the single source of truth. Two, it really improves your marketing efficiency because you're able to keep your data all in one place. And three, which is probably most important, is that it really empowers the marketers to be able to be proactive and to be kind of future ready. So they know, if you will, what's the next best action to take based on what their existing customers have seen or have received or have purchased. So it's really a nice way to kind of implement single source of truth for the customer, an integration of machine learning and AI techniques as well, so that they can do that kind of get products to market faster, be faster about the action that they're taking and be smarter about what that next action is that they're taking with a customer. So they told us on MCM that they had over a three-week period of time, they already had a three, three X return on their personalization efforts that they did. So they were completely successful and hugely successful because they did use the customer data platform. Again, single source of truth. And I think that that's an incredibly important point. Having a single source of truth, having a repository where all of your data can go so you're able to use it to customize and personalize the experience. The value of data, of first-party data, is going to increase significantly over the next 24 months as Google walks away from using the third-party data as we're going to become more reliant on first-party data, understanding what's happening with your customers, what the experiences they're having, and then being able to utilize that data to personalize the experience is going to be not only more valuable, but it's going to help you separate from your competitors as well. So we're going to continue the conversation talking about how marketing leaders can better implement the right technology to be able to create that single source of truth. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Lynn Capozzi, the Chief Marketing Officer at Acquia. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Lynn and I are going to talk about what CMOs should consider when choosing a CDP. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Lynn, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is lcapozzi, that's L-C-A-P-O-Z-Z-I. Or you could visit her company's website, which is aquia.com. That's A-C-Q-U-I-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you could even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.